Good evening and welcome to another episode of Unstoppable Overcomers and I'm your uh, host Dorothy Odell. Before we get started and bringing on our special guest tonight, I'm going to go over tonight's sponsors of the show. Strong Foundations Coaching and Consulting, Jen Zahari, has over 25 years of leading, mentoring, training, and coaching people. Jen provides individuals and business personalized support to get aligned with their best life. For more information, go to Jen's website, www.jenzahari.com, and book your free 30-minute consultation today. I promise you will not be disappointed. As well, we also... um, have Jen's book uh, created no way out. Um, This book is about a woman on the verge of ending her life following decades of feeling unheard and unseen and suffering from anxiety. Looking back on her life as she moves through her final day, she recognizes how much pressure she put on herself at all times and has lost sight of her self-worth and confidence until she meets a stranger. Created is filled with emotions, unique insight on mental health, an ending and an ending you do not want to miss. You can get that book on Amazon or at Jen's website, jensahari.com. And I have my copy. So get your copy too. It is an amazing read. I actually read it in no time flat, uh, like a day and a half. I couldn't put it down. It was so filled with uh, just filled. I was sitting at the edge of my seat, just waiting for what's next. Uh, with that, I'm going to bring our amazing guest, Janet Wiswati, onto the show tonight. Welcome, Janet. Hi, happy to be here. I am so happy that you're here. And all the way back from France, she was in France for five weeks. Uh, I'm sure she'll be telling you a little bit about that story. But welcome to the show, Janet. And tell our viewing audience just who you are and what it is that you do. Well, I'm... Uh a bit of an eclectic (laughs) and I've learned to reinvent myself. But uh, my background is policing. I was uh, an emergency police dispatcher with the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Um, 23, well, I guess I've been doing it since 1982. And uh, then when I retired, I did it as contract. So, uh, and traveled and and worked in the Eastern Arctic in uh, Iqaluit in Nunavut and in Whitehorse and, and, married to a now retired police officer, raised kids, raised grandkids. Um, I don't know. I'm just curious about everything. And, uh, you know, when you have challenges in your life and uh, go through the things like uh, diagnosis of PTSD and that, you have to decide what you want to do with the rest of your life. And uh, so I learned to reinvent myself. I'm an author now and uh, love to travel. And we will talk more about France. I just got Janet's book today. Janet was nice enough to send me a copy. So Janet, where can our viewing audience get their copy? Amazon. Amazon. It's on Amazon. Yeah. And and it's called the year of the world pause. And I read, I read Janet's story and read the first, of course I had to go to the end to read Janet's story. And then I started at the beginning and read the first lady's story and wow, definitely a book you want to get your hands on for inspiration and, uh, you know, when, when the pandemic hit, we all had a choice. We could stay in our houses and, and not do anything and, and just 
poor me, but that's not what Janet did. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the book before we go? I'll on? tell you a little bit about the book. So, so what happened was, and, and I want everyone to think of this and, and we all get inspired thoughts. You wouldn't be doing this show if you hadn't been inspired at somewhere along the way. Right. And right. so in November, uh, 2020, uh, I woke up with the title in my head and it would not go away. And I trained with Jack Canfield since 2010. And Jack always said, when you get an inspired thought, you should act on it. So I thought, okay, it, I guess it's the title of a book. And I thought about 2020 and my life was very different than what I was hearing. Cause I was only home 14 days out of 2020 cause I worked away and I was essential service. So I worked between, I was five months in a Callowit and then I went to Whitehorse and then back to a Callowit till the end of the year and then to Whitehorse again. And uh, so I thought, okay. And I was in a, an online program and I said, okay, who wants to be in a book? And I had no, nothing. Like I've, like I've been a, an author, I've written a chapter for books. They've done mm -hmm. that, but this was the first time I was taking it all together and thankfully one of the authors is a very dear friend of mine and we went we met because we were both participated in a publication and she's also a publisher now so she helped me with that part but i wanted people to find people that had had a different experience like we all went through that the stages right the stages of oh my god what are we gonna do people are getting sick and blah 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 to mm -hmm. where we went and so mine was like, how did we come out the other end? We had a choice. And so these stories are, are 20 other authors plus myself from around the world and their stories. And, uh, and they're, all, they're all doing really well as far as how they've grown through it. And so there's uh, a Catherine from um, Ghana, West Africa. We've got Betty from Alaska. She's amazing. I just am so grateful to each and every one of them. And then we've got <clears throat> others from Canada, the rest of the United States, and then uh, three from uh, the UK, uh, and then one from uh, from Switzerland. So you know we've got uh, quite a group. So it we all experienced because it was a world pandemic, right? So everybody experienced things. Some of it the same, but others, like you say, we have a choice on how we deal with it and mm -hmm. how we come out the other end. And they have all chosen to to do well and help others. So it's been it was quite an experience. Uh, it was a challenge, like uh, from the thought in November 2020 to mm -hmm. the ebook coming out in June 2021, and to the paperback coming out in August 2021. And uh, awesome. I found, you know, word of mouth, right? Like a friend of mine who's a children's author, I says, hey, will you edit the book? And she said, uh, I'll do content, but I know somebody that can do grammar. And so that's one thing I wanted uh, uh, to do is make sure it was very well edited. And believe mm -hmm. me, I, I just feel for anybody who uh, writes a book and, and tries to do it themselves because we had so many eyes reading those chapters and even right down to the last minute we still found little errors yeah so and, and that's the thing like you you're right you definitely need a good editor to to get that because the last thing the world wants is people to have a book with grammar errors and things like that so i get it and it's it's um 
it, it's just a challenge, you know, being an mm -hmm. author myself, I get it. It's it, And being a first time and had no clue. God told me to write a book, so I wrote a book. And, yeah. and it's then what, right? And yeah. congratulations and kudos to you. And like you said, we all had a choice. At the beginning of this pandemic, we could have yeah. just chose to say, shut up in our houses and, and not do anything, or we could have learned a new skill. And that's yeah. what you did. So, you know, that's yeah. awesome. And we don't always know we have a choice. So that's why these books are good because it it tells them, it shows them that they're not alone, right? Your yeah. book that the the created, the book you just spoke about created, they're mm -hmm. all stories that will show you, you know, these are normal people that are writing these stories. Mm -hmm. These are people like you and me and like anybody out there. It, it's not that you're any different. We're not no. different. We just chose or we had some little spark in us that told us to do it and and uh that's what i like doing is just helping people like you know believe in yourself because i didn't believe in myself it took somebody else to believe in me to to get me to where i am right so can you share a little bit about your overcoming story then for our viewing audience um about uh my uh, diagnosis and what i <laughs> Whatever section. Now, see, this is what happens, folks. When I, people, first of all, say, well, I don't have an overcoming story. And then people, wait a minute. Well, I've overcome this, this, and this. And that's what's so great. So whatever was on your mind first, that's the one. Okay, I'll go to that because, um, like I say, I've had, had to reinvent myself. I've had health problems for many, many, many years. And then it was a, a car accident. And uh, it was interesting because it was the fourth car accident I'd had in 10 years. And it took me out for a year. And But I found one night, but it saved my life. I want people to really know that sometimes we have these things happen to us. And we may not know why, but really it did save my life. Because uh, after the car accident, uh, they found I had uh, ovarian cysts still growing. Uh, they found I had an arterial venous malformation, which was like a aneurysm behind my ear. And then I was diagnosed with PTSD. And so everything I thought that was happening to me um, was, uh, I thought car accident turned out to be uh, work-related. And and the, the thing that uh, was interesting was I uh, was sent to a psychologist because accident right I had found myself one night crying in the living room in the dark wishing I died in that car accident and and believe me physically to look at me you wouldn't have thought anything wrong and I think that's what people really need to know people that suffer with for a better word mental illness because I don't really think it's a mental illness I think it's just a shift in our mind on how we deal with things is that uh, we look normal we don't look like anything's wrong. And yet our minds are going constantly. But also, I think I'd had it for many years, my, my, all my uh, health issues and that. I really think that if doctors would start looking at a deeper level with health issues, that they would find that there's more to it, that there's a lot of this, because I was able then to control a little more. But um, the first psychologist I went to, believe me, I would never, ever recommend her. She might be good for somebody else. Definitely not for me. And uh, for people to understand, it's okay 
to look for somebody else. Don't ever, ever work with someone you are not comfortable with because mentally it's not healthy for you. Mentally, physically, whatever you want to say with it. So I finally found my own and uh, I found... I found this lady, she was teaching a course at uh, night school or something or a weekend class. And I thought, huh, she sounds interesting. She's a psychologist. So I phoned, I phoned the school and I says, uh, does she take clients? And they says, well, we don't know. I said, well, here's my number. And if she does, get her to call me. So she did. And I worked with her and she was amazing. She totally, totally amazing. She took one look at me and, and uh, she's looking and we started talking. She says, this has nothing to do with car accident, has everything to do with your job. So just to get a little more clarification about my job, being an emergency police dispatcher or any, whether it's 911, we did the 911 for the police. Because usually when somebody calls 911, they say police, fire, ambulance. Well, if it was police, it came to us. But we can't have any emotion when we're dealing with an emergency, whether it's an officer that's in trouble or in my case, it was um, an officer I'd been close to had committed suicide. Um, a little girl about the same age as my granddaughter that called in the middle of the night because her mom was being beat up by a boyfriend. And all I could see is my granddaughter safely at home and this child so scared. And those are hard to separate. And I always say, because I truly believe it, is that if you have an emotional attachment to something, that's when your trauma comes in. I can deal with any emergency, you know, on the phone, deal with it. But when it comes to something that's associated, like this little girl could have been my granddaughter. Mm -hmm. And so your emotions go to a totally different place. Like this officer, you know, I talked to him. Um, I know I have a pretty good inkling of why he did it, because I know the history of a call that he went on. And yet I saw him like two, three weeks before it happened and he was happy and we were having fun and at our Christmas party and stuff. So we don't always see those signs and anybody that might feel guilty about you don't see the signs that, you know what, he gave me a gift that, that he probably, that people maybe not even think of as a gift because you see, <clears throat> The man that introduced my husband and I shot himself three days before our wedding at my mother-in-law's place. And it, uh, he had been a friend of my dad's. His funeral was the same day as our wedding. And, and, you know, I struggled with that a little bit and, uh, but was young and married and, and stuff. And, but when, when um, this other one happened and I remember talking to him, and he had said about this case that he was working on. He says, Janet, I can't rationalize this one in my head. And then I thought back to Henry and as a, an older person, as a, a grown up per se, because I was young when I got married, I could look back and think that was what was going on in Henry's life. And maybe he couldn't rationalize what was going on. And that was his, the only way he thought out. And so what it gave me was sort of a, a peace of mind when I could go back and look at that with the help of the psychologist and to to realize I can't control everything. The only thing I can control is my emotions around it. And if I can look at that and say, okay, I was there for him when he needed me to be. And it wasn't my place. I wasn't meant to stop him, whatever 
however you want to do it, how hard it is for anybody. And as a dispatcher, we take calls like that all the time with somebody wanting to commit suicide. Mm -hmm. The thing is, is the way I look at it is I can be there for the moment when they need me to be there. Right. My and role that, isn't powerful. necessary at that point to stop them. My, my, my position at that point is to listen because that's what they want. Mm -hmm. They, they just want somebody there. And if by chance something you say can stop that, that's great, but never to feel guilty if you don't, because that's, that's their choice. Let, let's honor, you know, a, as horrible as it may sound there, we all have choices and to know that you thought a lot of them and were them as a friend when they needed it. And when they made the choice not to be there anymore, that was their choice. Absolutely. And so, um, I'm sorry that happened to you. Um, as somebody who my uncle took his life too on Christmas yeah. day, only we didn't find the body till three months <laughs> later. Um, it was, it's still, I, I mean, like you said, when it, it's, it sparks, it took me years to get over that. Like, absolutely and i didn't even realize it that that was the first thing like when i introduced myself that was the first thing that came out of my mouth and yeah. i was just like how messed up is that and and i didn't even realize i was doing it until a good friend of mine um called me on it and and said you know and i was like i wasn't even cognizant that that's what i was doing so um you know healing and and things like that you know i've gotten to a place where it doesn't affect me like it used to but i mean it's i don't know will i ever get the answers no and and i've learned to live with that right and i think that's as somebody who's lost somebody to suicide the first thing is like well why would they do that or you know like you said the blame game and um for years you know mm -hmm our family members, uh, certain family members would play the blame game. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. You know, obviously there was some demon inside of him that he couldn't control any longer. And that's, that's why. And, um, you know, and, and that's why we're so passionate here on helping our veterans and our first yeah. responders, because, you know, getting, um, you guys are in that all the time and hearing those stories. I couldn't imagine being, you know, a dispatcher and listening, um, Hello, Melanie. Thanks for joining us. Um, hey, getting those calls, you know, those, yeah. getting those calls in, de in desperation and then, you know, not being emotionally, you have to be emotionally detached while you're dealing with a phone call. Um, but then there's also afterwards, you know. And, well, and the emotionally deta detached, like um, after I finished with the psychologist, when she said to me, she don't need to work with me anymore. It was like, oh, my God, now what? Now what? Now, now what I do? Oh, Melanie, here for you. Um, that uh, I started to take, there's no gap, there's a gap, right? Between working with a psychologist and to where you're going to go, because it's like, now what? She was helping me, helping me, helping me. And now there's nothing. There, there didn't seem to be anything. And that's why when I started doing all my other training and taking other courses and that is because for me, and now I use tools that she taught me and tools I've learned along my courses. And one of them, and, and I'll tell you about your uncle too. And one thing that I learned on my journey, um, and I, my, actually my first uh, chapter I ever wrote in a compilation was on journaling. And I was challenged to write that. 
I thought I was going to write something. Now she says, no, John, I want you to write on journaling. I said, oh, it's about journaling. Anyways, it turned out I had, I knew more than I thought. But <laughs> in that is that we can write letters and I, I call them um, release letters, forgiveness letters. And I teach them in my journaling workshop. But um, we ritualize everything that's important to us, you know, marriage and christenings and stuff like that. So in in the process, when I have, there's a story I read, and actually I've got it on YouTube. I'll send you the link where I read this story. It's called The Little Soul in the Sun. Mm -hmm. And it's a little soul having a conversation with God. And so I read that in my workshops and then I have somebody write, everybody participate to write a forgiveness letter. Now that forgiveness letter or a release letter, and I'll explain a little more, the, the forgiveness letter is, um, could be yourself. Like you forgive yourself for all the pressure you've put on yourself for different things. A release letter and, and uh, so, I wrote a release letter the very first time I wrote a release letter um, because my dog had died and I was so upset about my dog not being there for my dog that I, I had to finally write her this letter to let go of all of that in my head. And mm -hmm. uh, so that was the second I had to write a, another letter to somebody that I was upset with and, and that. And it's, and the one thing the person who taught me about the letters was you don't have to mail them. Just yeah. write them, just write yeah. everything. <clears throat> so Melanie, um, if you want to write that letter, write that letter. And what I do is I, I put everything in that letter. Yes, it is. And uh, if you want to connect with me, I'll send you my chapter. And so what I uh, did was, um, I had everybody in the workshop write their letters, but when I write the letters, I do a, put a little bit of essential oil on them and then I go outside and burn them. So if it's in a safe place to let it go and release it because, yeah. you know, we don't need it here anymore. We don't need it here anymore. And mm -hmm. sometimes we just need to talk to somebody that's gone on before us and just tell, let them know how much we love them and, and, you know, nobody, I don't believe anybody that's gone before us wants anybody to suffer or, or feel guilt about anything. And exactly. I, th I think that uh, that needs to be said. And that really more about what you're doing, what um, my friend Sarah is doing with Power of Our Story and all of these stories that are coming out now, they have to come out to show people it's okay to talk about this. Yeah. You know, we went too long to make, oh, you can't talk about that. Shh, don't talk about that. It's a secret. That shouldn't be a secret. These person, these people lived, laughed. They were part of our lives. Mm -hmm. And celebrate what we had with them. And, uh, you know, whatever your belief system, that, that they're in a place where they're loved. Absolutely. Uh, and I love what you, what you said, you know, about writing the letter or even burning and I've done both. I've, I've, yeah. I've, and even, uh, so I was doing a um, side note, I was doing a, uh, a feng shui vision board. And one of the things was the last, 
the last thing exercise that we did was to write the list of things that were holding us back so that this could be our best year yet. Right. So I mean, the instructor said, write five to 10 things. Me being the overachiever that I am wrote front and back, both sides of a sheet of paper that was, I don't know, like the eight by 10. Yeah. And then I was out front there in Wisconsin. I'm here in Canada and uh, out on my front porch at 10 o'clock at night, burning this piece of paper. And at first it wouldn't burn. I'm like, oh no, you bitch are being burned. Like go, go, go. Right. And I didn't stop until that thing was in ashes. And so, um, because I was like, this is the year, nothing is going to hold me back. And you know, for years, it was the grief of my uncle, then losing my grandfather, who was my rock. And last year, I, I lost my dad to cancer. So it's just been, you know, one thing after another. And, but that's okay, because that's life is all about lessons. And we go through, I just had this conversation with Kimberly today, my business partner, where, you know, she had just gone through an intense weekend. I had just gone through an intense weekend and just reminding ourselves who we are, who, what we're out to create and being that person for that, for everybody and to release those emotions. So whatever you need to do to release it. And like you said, um, last week's guest, Jonathan, he taught, I had mentioned that I had been in an assist program and assist is, um, helping people get through suicidal thoughts and, and things like that and putting a place plan in place so that they don't do that. Um, of course, if that's their choice, you know, that's their choice. Um, but at least the, you, you nailed it on the head when you said people just want to be heard and mm -hmm. you know why? And I said, you know, me being trained is not the norm. And like Jonathan said, why shouldn't it be the norm? We should be talking about these things because yes, it is normal. It, yeah. It's, and it, if anybody who's never had a suicidal thought, you're damn blessed. Let me tell you, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, because I mean, life gets pretty hairy sometimes and whether you're uh, a dispatcher or whether you have had somebody that's done certain things in their life there or somebody who's killed themselves, we all go through different traumas. And so, you know, just, having that backup to say, wait a minute. Okay. I may be feeling this, but what are the steps that I can do to mm -hmm. get myself out of that? Um, so that here's, right. here's something that I heard a long time ago and I, I believe it to be fact because um, I also trained NLP timeline therapy and hypnotherapy. And I did a lot of this work and I've got certifications, but I did it for me. And and now it gives me the knowledge to maybe guide or suggest or help somebody else on their, their journey. I'm not a therapist, but I am a coach and uh, a listener like, and connections that I can help people maybe move forward that they maybe never thought of because that's what happened to me in my life. I had somebody believe in me, like I said at the beginning, believe in me when I couldn't believe in myself. And that's what I want to be for somebody else. But also, I heard this story one time about this man had phoned the crisis line, right? He was depressed and he was suicidal. And, and so the person on the other line said, what's your weather like there? And he says, it's snowing. And she says, do you have a neighbor that maybe needs their lawn or their dry, their sidewalk shoveled? He says, yeah. 
why don't you go shovel their sidewalk for you and then call me back and I will talk with you. And he called back and said, do you feel better? He said, yeah. So you and I were talking before we came on the show about giving back and helping somebody else. We can change our thoughts pretty quickly if we have the tools. And nothing but this this one thing I saw, uh, uh, it was a video, I guess, on Facebook or something. But it was this little two-year-old, she's about two, standing on the seat in the car, having this terrible temper tantrum. And she was yelling and screaming and crying and stuff. And all of a sudden, her favorite song came on the radio, and she was switched just like that. And she was happy and laughing. We have that power. We have that power to do that. And if we can put tools in place, so if we're down in the dumps, depressed or something, put a timer on. Okay, I allow myself half an hour to be like this. Yeah. Don't try and stop it. Like I think somebody says, oh, don't be like that. Don't be like that. Just forget it. Just ignore that. No, I think we have to acknowledge it and then go go for a walk. I know when I was in, in uh, France and we were house sitting on this horse farm, like we're out every anywhere like I take the dog for the walk through the bush and the horses were there and it was like you listen to the birds sing and, and the breeze and and stuff and it's like we're not close enough to nature like I I'm live in the city and I could go for walks in the morning and I do and it's mm -hmm. nice to sit and listen to the birds and that our next house sit is going to be uh, on an island in uh by Vancouver Island, one of the smaller islands, will be able to walk on the beach. But it's like, take yourself out of what the norm is. And that's how I recreated my life. We house it now all over the world. Because I don't think I would be the same person. I'd probably be, I don't know, I might not, never leave my house if we didn't do this. Because... Mm -hmm. You know, it's a safe place. I can get buried in a book. I can do all kinds of things. But when we're going out, and I, I say that we house it all over the world and we give people peace of mind. But while we're doing it, we're, we're lo looking after that. And yes, Melody, we do have that power. We, we have so much power. But you know what? I think we don't realize it. Or if we did ever realize it, we've forgotten. We, and things we have to relearn, right? Mm -hmm. So absolutely. Anyways, I, I could go absolutely. on and on. You know that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. No, and, and you're right. Um and I love what you said because we we all have emotions and mm -hmm. um a grief is a powerful sucker. It could come at any time. And I've learned to instead for years I suppressed and suppressed and suppressed and to the point where my heart was like a stone. I truly feel that my, I don't, I don't think there was too much that could have penetrated my heart at one time. Um, I mean, I had, I have a heart for, to help others at all times, but I mean, to let somebody into my life, it, it just wasn't, wasn't something that I did easily. Um, and now through years of healing therapy, co different coaches, things like that. Um, I allow myself to feel it. You're right. I give myself a timeline. I allow myself yeah. to feel it, but then I quit. I have the tools in place that I quickly get myself right back out of it. Um, but, and you know, it's, it's funny because I, I, I've had so many different th it's, it's spectrums, 
you know, um, I would have to, I've lost a lot of people in my life and I, I would have to say losing my dad was one of the biggest things. And I was very vulnerable with it through the, our entire journey from him getting cancer to the end. I, I shared the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I had one person say, you know, just get over it. It's it, life is like, um, de death and taxes or something like that. It was yeah. this person's response. And I'm just like, I live my life 44 years. No, for, well, 45. My dad was in my life for 45 years, 45 years with this gentleman who was my first love that would listen to me on anything that was always there for me. And I, you went from having him in your life to nothing in nine days. Right. And it was just like, and then to be told to get over it because in life there's only two guarantees, death and taxes. Well, you know, we all go through our griefs differently and we all, um, you know, uh, reach certain points in our lives differently. And so just no matter what people tell you, you need to grieve how you need to grieve. And, um, you know, my mom's going through that right now. Their anniversary is in May. My mom's birthday is in May. So, and it's the first, right? The first one without him. And uh, so she's been not taking it well the last couple, couple weeks. And I'm like, okay, so you're going to allow yourself to grieve it, but you need to find the way to whatever works for you to get yourself out of it. And what works for me might not work for you. So, you know, she's today, she finally sounds better on the phone. She, she got up, got out of the house today. So th those are small steps. So allow yourself where you need to be, but don't lay in it. Is well, and here's a suggestion as well. As uh, I think one of the worst things that we can do is not to talk about it. Yeah. You know, I think that we have to share the person that we that we lost. And I'll tell you, Henry. Henry introduced myself, me to my husband. Introduced us. He'll always be a part of our life, and we're very grateful to him for having done that. Our anniversary is coming up. We'll be married 50 years and it's all because of him. He introduced us. And so Congratulations. It, yeah, thank you to the same man, you know, <laughs> to the same man. Yes. To the same man. And, uh, <laughs> but I think that something that, uh, again, going back to a ritual, what if you plan that time on her anniversary is for her to share like their wedding or how they met to, and to talk about that. And for all of you, maybe to write uh, a love letter to your dad and then have that ceremony around, you know, it's just, I think that some of the, I, I've been reading a lot and I like a lot of historical stuff. And, and I think that some of the, what we would call pagan ways have been lost and maybe not put in where they did celebrate more of yeah. someone leaving and uh yeah just because sharing that person you've lost like my friend passed away in september and sadly i i wasn't able to see her i got home the day before she passed away and uh but i and i lived just down this down the back lane from her and we were very very close and even today i was looking at oh i should phone kathy well no she's not there anymore and um so but I talked to her. I talked to my dad. I talked to my grandfather. 
-hmm. You know, and uh, I think some people may think you're crazy, but who cares? It's your business. And uh, they're part of your life. How, how can you let go of something that that's not, it's not permanent. Like, I don't believe they're still with us. They're still around. Exactly. Us. Well, it's funny. Cause I, <laughs> I totally believe that. I believe my dad has come back as a butterfly and almost beheaded me. I told that story before. And I see <laughs> hawks like all the time around me and I know that it's him. Mm. And like, oh they're circling me all the time so yeah hey tim welcome hi, welcome inger hi inger um so yeah I, I i totally understand that and just well and it's funny my dad's 70th birthday was march 20th so to honor him we threw a party in his honor yeah and had a barbecue invited people over and just shared the good times and that's what we did and you're right. It's celebrating those moments. Don't hide from it because, like you said, people, your friend introduced you to your to your spouse, and you know yeah. those things need to be celebrated. And my dad passed. <clears throat> I can remember, and some people think I may be cross, but you know, my dad had health problems for many, many years. He was uh, had uh, kidney disease, was on dialysis, but on and off, he wasn't well. And but his passing was a beautiful story, and he passed on Valentine's Day. And the story is what makes me smile all the time because my dad did some stuff that's very unusual. He went and had coffee with his cronies on Valentine's, like on Valentine's Day. It was a dialysis day, and he never went out except to dialysis on his mm -hmm. dialysis day. He went to the clinic where he had dialysis and gave them chocolates and stuff. Then he went to the drugstore and you have to think, I was a very, very small town. And he went to the drugstore to get mom chocolates and a card. And the girl said, Ted, are these for Elaine? And he said, yes. And he says, well, the card says to my husband and the chocolates, you're, and Elaine doesn't like these kinds of chocolates. He says, oh, go get her what she likes. So he went and got it. He came home, had lunch with mom, told her the story, gave her her chocolates, and he's waiting to go to dialysis. Mom went downstairs. She's coming upstairs, and she heard my dad say, what's happening? And he was gone. Wow. And you know what? There were years where we get calls, you better come home because dad might not make it and that. But you yeah. know what? I want to go like that. Like, it. we had him much longer than we ever thought he would. And And let's look at what we had. Yeah. And uh, in, in his passing, he passed just before he, he was he uh, on Valentine's Day and his birthday was May 4th and he would have been 75. And um, but you know what? We have to be, you know, we can't be sad all the time. Nobody wants us to be sad. Yeah, we've got a loss. There's a piece of us missing. They're yeah. a part of our lives. Like Kathy's yeah. a part of my life, but you know what? I had her as a friend. That's something to celebrate. I'm blessed that I knew her. Exactly. And that's what you Inger know? says here. She says it's important yes, to celebrate Inger. those moments and special people who have passed. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and, and that should be the normal. And talking yeah. about what we've been talking about, like mental illness yeah. and, and PTSD, that, that talking about it should be the normal, not putting it under a bushel and hiding from it. Um, 
and that's why you know we're we have the show and that's why we have amazing yeah. guests like janet come on um because we we're breaking the barriers of normal and what normal should be uh so, so tell us a little bit about your now what program i love that when i read your book and 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 things like that <laughs> now what i love that well <laughs> Well, this is this is what happened. Like I said, after I saw the psychologist, it's like now what? So, so for part of my coaching on my writing, that's all like okay, we don't know what's going to happen next, but we can be curious about it. So, so now what? So, um, I've worked, done all this training. That let's see, we don't know where our journey is going to take us, but we don't know where we're going to be if we don't take that first step. Yeah. Like that, like I said about my inspired thought about the book, right? I, I didn't know I could put that book out within a year. And you know, the funny thing is, you look at that, says Janet Rizawadi and 20 other authors. It came out in 2021, it's 21 authors. I never put that together. It came together after. So yeah. it's like, we don't always know what we can do. And that's why I love coaching and writing what I do to, to allow people to have a look, like, talk to me, you know, check with me. I may not be the right person for you, but that doesn't mean I don't know somebody that might be the best person for you. And just like that first psychologist I had, she wasn't the best for me. She might be for somebody else, certainly wasn't for me, but boy, I kept looking and I found a great one. So now what is, is what do we do next? You know, where do we go next? And it's okay to wallow for a little while. We all go through that. That's that's the rhythm of life, right? We're yeah. gonna go through stages where, like right now, I, I've been sick and I and I've been reading some amazing books because I read, I fall asleep, I read, or or I listen to talking books and that. But sometimes our bodies just need to shut down for a little while until that next stage. And to find what loves what do you really love? We can't always put a name to it, but we can put an emotion to it. And for me, when um, the house sitting, because we sort of touched on that a bit, um, I wanted to travel. That for ever since, ever since less than I can remember, we've wanted to travel. He had a heart attack at 43 years old. We're very fortunate. He just turned 75. But it then, our kids were young and we decided okay, I always said we can't afford. So then I now I say, how can we afford? And so we house it. We pay our way over, we paid our way over to France. We house sat for five weeks for this beautiful couple on this farm. We met amazing people. We don't pay for our accommodations, but we got to see, right? We look after their animals. We get an experience. And, and I learned about uh, an author that wrote her books about the Citadel that was there, the La City. And so now I read her books because now I can envision the country. And and uh, we have sat in Spain for three weeks and, and before COVID. And it's just, we travel and we experience these things, but it's the people. And mm -hmm. for myself, like less than 75 now, I'm, been, I'm almost 69. And it's like, we're, there's still lots of life in us yet. Let's have some fun. You know, you don't hit a certain age and say, okay, I'm done. No, I don't want to be done. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Inger. 
So and that's something else. Uh, that's something else we talked about, you know, because I had said, uh, you know, must have been amazing to uh, work with Jan Cac uh, Canfield. Yeah. And you had, okay, there was something I was going to say about that. What were you just talking about before? Sorry. About how moment. can we? Yes. How can we? And and yeah. that's the, that's the thing. Like you find a way you don't give up. Yeah. You know, and, and it's amazing what but... comes forward. It's amazing what shows up when we take that step. Right. Yeah. You can't afford it to that's how a great way, we... Jeff, to, to uh, reframe it. And I have to say, Jack Canfield is amazing. I've been, he's been my mentor and teacher since 2010. And it's all about reframing, right? You, yeah. you look at something and you reframe it. We could have gone to uh, Germany in the late 70s, early 80s. Friends of ours were posted there. They invited us to come. We could have stayed with them. We said, sorry, we can't afford it. But it took less having a heart attack and us nearly losing him to say, ha ha, come on, let's get yes. over this. And it's amazing what shows up. Exactly. And uh, Inger says, yes, absolutely. Jack Canfield's awesome. There was another reason why I brought that up. And sorry, for some reason, my brain just went boom to another location. Well, um, I'm certified in Jack's, Jack's uh, success principles. So. Yes. And, and that is, uh, so if Jack is listening, Jack, we would love to have you on the show. <laughs> If you at any point you've ever watched this show, you've seen that I had a vision board up here and I showed the top 10 people that I wanted on the show. And Jack is on one of them as, as well as uh, Mark Victor Hansen and Aubrey, uh, Aubrey, um, Patty Aubrey, Patty Aubrey. Thank you. <laughs> See the mind is. I like, know. I know. And you know what? One of the books that changed my life when I was in that, down period of time. I said, you know, I was in those four car accidents and I feel that God gave me three taps on the first three and he gave me a two by four and made me sit in my, you know what, until I got the act together. And I read a book called The Magic of Thinking Big and it's uh, by David Swartz. And it was written, I think, late forties, early fifties. And that book changed my life. That really did louise hay the, all those books wayne dyer but i mean when i was really down there the magic of thinking big and that's when i started making my list and that's when i went back to school and that's when i started my training but it's like let's let's look at ways you know don't let other people look like those naysayers fall away after a while you don't have to not be around them there's mm -hmm. you know those negative people they eventually don't want to be around you. Yep. But that doesn't mean you have to lose total contact of them. It's exactly. just you have to be strong in who you are and your beliefs. And if you can't do it yourself, find somebody to stand with you. And that's what you do. And that's what I do. And that's what Jeff does, you know, and yep. and Greg does and Jack and and all these other people out there that are out talking about this we want to bring you together we want to hold you when you can't hold yourself yeah because we've been there we know what it's like we yeah. know, know what it's like there have been times in my life where literally it has been moment to moment breath to breath just to get me through and then i thought okay if i can get through the next five minutes 
I can get through the next hour. And if I can get through the next hour, then I can get through the next two hours until I hit the 24 hour mark. And then, you know, if I just go to sleep right now, everything is going to be fine when I wake up. And that is exactly how I've lived my life in some moments where it was moment to moment and reaching out to people that I needed to get me to where I am today. And, and there were times I would have to say that it was very uncomfortable to ask for help. As a matter of fact, I grew up with with parents that said, you know, if you ask for help, that it was a sign of weakness and that it was, you know, if, if they're helping you, then that means uh, they want something in return. And that is not what life is That's all about. Not... But we and... have to learn that. That's part of our journey, right? Right. Right. And, and that's, that's the thing. Like my parents, I love them to death, but they knew what they knew because that's what they were told by their oh. parents. And you know, I was a much better grandmother and great grandmother than I was a parent because the parents do the best that they can with what they know. Right. Yeah. It, it's their background that made them who they are. One of the thing. <clears throat> strike yeah, together versus striking. Against each other. You're right. Exactly. Yeah. I want to share something else. Just recently, um, it was shared uh, in a group I'm in, and it was an obituary. And it was a, a young woman who passed from cancer, but she said it allowed her the time, uh, her illness allowed her the time to write her own obituary. And, you know, I don't know whether you've ever done that. I've had that assignment. And I think back to, to when I wrote my first one to who I wanted to, what do you want people to say about you in your obituary? So what I recommend is you write your obituary now and then live by it. I love that. I love that. And I have to say, there are some moments that I get hard on myself because I'm like, wait a minute, that's not how I want people to perceive me. But I am a spiritual being in a human vessel. And sometimes I have those moments, unfortunately, but I do try and make sure that, um, you know, I live what I live my life the way that I say that I would want on my tombstone. Um, so that is powerful, though. Absolutely. I haven't. I haven't Our lives would be my... very different if we did that, right? It, well, exactly. Exactly. Other people, to... people are going to find healing in your wounds. Your greatest life messages and your most effective ministry will come from the deepest hurts rich yeah. born absolutely i love that and um it's true i mean i can remember like the, the whole point of me even writing the book is number one god telling me to sit my ass down on the chair and write it because some people needed to hear my hear you know the journey and how i overcame it and and some people it was just you know i honestly <laughs> i never in my life thought that i would be doing what i'm doing right now I oh, never, you know, growing up and that overweight little girl that, you know, didn't have too many friends and was always pushed in the corner. And now I hear, you know, talking to other people on, well, right now it's but YouTube, if you but felt it won't be like national that, Somebody else feels like that. Do you know what? I exactly. never finished high school. I wasn't smart enough. But do you know what I learned? I learned over the years and thankfully somebody believed in me and convinced me to go back to school not because i needed to but i had to prove it to myself mm -hmm. and um it it's just that we all learn differently and people put us into those little cubby holes let's yeah. not put us into cubby holes right you guys you're we're all our own people and hang with the people that that want to support you that want to be part of your life 
Like I was blessed to meet a person, my husband, who believed in me, but even he couldn't see where I could go. It wasn't until I worked with a woman that had a master's degree in education who said, Janet, you are smart enough. And I'd say, no, I'm not. She says, yes, you are. So believe me, you know, we moved away. I moved across country and we lost track raising kids and stuff. And when I when my first uh, chapter was published in an anthology, I tracked her down. We're in, we'll see each other in a couple of weeks again. I tracked her down and I took her an autographed copy of that book. And I had, it was about journaling and I had journals made and I gave her a copy. And you know what, just to honor the fact that, you know what, say thank you to those people that have helped you on your journey. That's another thing I do, you know, gratitude. You know, we have to have it. Yeah. Some of the most powerful yes. words we can say Definitely to one another, Jeffrey. I believe in you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And and so it's funny because I somebody had given me this sign, uh, right? It was Karen Arson had given me the sign that says, um, "The true art of love, or the meaning of love, is when somebody uh, something along the fact that it was, I should go get it to so my bedroom. Something about the art of when somebody." somebody shares with you what their true passion is that you re recite it back to them. That's true love uh, or true friendship. And it's funny because I've had that, that sign for 10 years or longer. And it's been, it's been in every place that I've moved to. And it wasn't until this morning when I was talking to my business partner and retelling her, you know, what, what she is all about and reciting to her back to what, um, you know, our mission is, our values are, yep. why we're put on this earth, why we're helping different organizations and to speak that back to them, you know, and, and, re, and just refresh them, that person um, and just reiterate, hey, I believe in you and I wouldn't be on this journey with you if I didn't believe in you. So. Exactly. And we come together like uh, just how we met, like just people just show up, you know, um, Jeffrey's on on another group that I I'm on that I see him once in a while in there and we're friends on on LinkedIn, and do you know what? We're so powerful when we come together. And like Natalie that I just shared with you with her love notes, uh, nothing but love notes. Do you know there's so much good in all of us? Why are we afraid to show it? Like I think that if we're going to be judged or whatever, but I think I'd rather be judged for doing something out of the norm mm -hmm. than doing something in the norm. Exactly. Like they called me at work, Janet, from another planet. <laughs> I'll keep I it. love that. I love that. And uh, <laughs> Ram Ram, are we from Bangalore or Guerrero? No, we're from Canada. <laughs> Janet's on the opposite side of the Canada. I'm on one yeah. side, she's on the other. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I know where you are because I've been there. Yes. And yeah. I I think I've been where you are at least once. <laughs> I think. I don't know. We should take the show on the road sometime, you know, do what Chad's doing. We'll get a motorhome. I don't know whether I could walk it, but we could stop at different places and just talk to people. Well, that's funny you said that because I'm meeting up with Chad when he when he hits Ontario. So yeah, I miss Chad. I was in France while Chad went through Alberta here. So 
Yeah. Um, yeah. I I was out in Calgary at one point. I if actually five years ago in April, I was out in Calgary for the very first time. Um, and I went to Banff. Uh, I had a girlfriend that worked for the federal government and she was uh, doing a job out there. So she said, come on out. And I had just met my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband. And, uh, and I, I left, I said, I already had this trip planned before you came along. And I went and I was, I had a week out there and it was great. I've seen the mountains and, and everything like that. And yeah, for those of you that don't know who Chad, who Chad is, Chad Kennedy is walking Canada right now, um, raising awareness of PTSD. Um, so. And he's on LinkedIn and on Facebook. If anybody wants to follow his journey and it's, yeah. uh, what's Chad C2. It's called uh, C to C for PTSD. Yes. And it's Chad Kennedy. Yes. Great guy. He was on the yeah. show. We just actually, he was on our show on Monday and then he kicked off and went and started walking. So uh, truly a, a great guy. And he's got so. all kinds of weather too. <laughs> Poor guy. They've had snow, <laughs> they've had rain, they've had yeah he's the poor guy he's been through a lot there so before we wrap up i just want so normally we, part of the show kimberly is beyond but kimberly is uh recovering with her husband in florida after having a major event this weekend uh we were helping greg bicknell and he's been on the show um so she's wrapping up with her husband before he flies back home so the fundamentals so I'm not sure if you remember what you put down, uh, Janet, but when, so I can't fun. remember. <laughs> so what, if you could remember, or if, if you even think of three new things and if you can't, I'll tell you what you wrote down. So things Give me that a are, hint with the first one. Okay. So fundamentals your, is your, um, basic foundation. So your first one, um, you're not alone. Yeah. You're not, nobody's ever alone. We may think we are. Right. Uh, I think one is to be adventurous. Isn't one adventurous? And and for me, travel is adventurous and meeting new people is adventurous and just stepping into something that's uncomfortable to see where it goes. And, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. What else? <laughs> you have put your We mind. did this a long time ago, guys. Yeah, yeah. She uh, Seriously, well, she was one of the good ones that just fills out her forms right away. Unlike some of my guests that I got to chase, uh, your mind and body were created to heal and you're never too old to learn and change your circumstances. Is what so you true. Put. Do you know what? Uh, when I, my that car accident where life could have been totally different and I may not have made it was just before my 50th birthday. And so um, I told my daughter, you have to throw me a huge party. And I know there's people say, oh, don't throw me. I, I, I've been 20 for how many years? No, guys, I got to this age. I'm still healthy. I've had my health issues. I'm leaving them behind because yeah. I've got lots to live for. And yeah. let's celebrate each time and keep moving and keep going and keep doing what we're doing. Age is only a number. I'll tell you right now, in my 50s, I was climbing a mountain in Greece on an archeological dig with a bunch of 20 year olds with the University of Alberta. And I, I studied it. in Greece or in Rome for three weeks, studying first century Rome with again, a bunch of 20 year olds. 
Life's too short to say I'm too old for something. If you want to do it, do it. Find a way. And if you don't can't find a way, call me. I'll help you. My grandmother, my great-grandmother went back to school at the age of 80 to get a degree. So if my grandmother can do, great-grandmother can do that, anybody can do it. I mean, right now with with everything that's available to us, there should be no reason why you can't learn something new. Absolutely. And I'm in, Absolutely. A, I'm in a BA program right now. And, but I, I, I've been to university in my thirties, forties, fifties, and now in my sixties, you know what? I never got my degree, but that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you don't get the degree, it's the learning. Like I am so curious and I love history. And I, one of the best gifts I had was my girlfriend talking us into going to do this house sit in France. Cause we weren't going to travel this year, but I tell you, that was such a gift. We met amazing people and the country mm -hmm. is so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I love what you said about your 50th. I'm like, I, okay. So everybody be warned because for my 50th, which is in five more years, there better be one hell of a party. And I'm actually thinking that maybe we should um, rent a yacht or rent a cruise ship. And every everybody that's been on Unstoppable Overcomers. I think that would be awesome. Should Let's be part of it. this. And we have one hell of a celebration, including fireworks. Because my yep. birthday is on the 5th of July. I just yep. missed the 4th. So, you know, we're, we're going to have one hell of a party out in the islands and... So everybody that has been on my show and that will have been on the show for the next five years yeah. uh, is all invited. And uh, we're just going to party it up, have some fun. I think that'd be great. Just think, think so. of the connections you'll make. We'll all make right. in meeting these other, right. other people. Like, I'm just yeah. excited thinking about it. I told my mom the other day, uh, I won't be in the country when I turn 50. And she, so she got all upset and I'm like, well, you'll be with me. Uh, she, she thought maybe I just wanted to be by myself. And, my uh, husband no. and I, I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm like, I want my family around me, but we sure as hell won't be in Canada. <laughs> yeah. We'll be anywhere, but <laughs> uh, maybe then I'll have my lakefront property. <laughs> who knows lots will be happening that's right see mm -hmm. melody likes that idea she was on the show so she's definitely part of that so yes. <laughs> with that folks, I just, next melody. yes yes i love melody she's amazing um Thank you to our guests in the comments. We really appreciate you showing up tonight. Uh, thank you to those of you that are on the replay. And thank you, Janet, so much for being on the show tonight. Do you want to leave our guests with anything uh, in this last final minute? Just enjoy your life. And and by all means, you know what? Listen around you because there's Dorothy Ann here. There's me. There's Jeff. There's Melody. There's all these people that have been commenting and all the people that watch the show. There's always somebody that'll be here for you. And you know what? We're here. Somebody was there for me. I'll be there for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love that. And that's why we're doing it. I can always it. order my book. You know, yes. it's a good book. It is a good book. It is a great book. And I've only read two chapters. So I can't wait to dig into the rest of this book. Get your book on Amazon. And it's, again, it's called The Year the World Paused by yeah, Janet. Stories of inspiration and transformation. And wherever you are, write me a note because I'm 
my husband and I drive and travel all over the place. And we will be driving down to Florida in November. So if anybody's along the route, let me know. I'll stop and autograph it. Ooh, that, that's an offer you can't refuse. And you're welcome, Melody, for shining our light on the world. Thank that you. is who we are. <laughs> With that, folks, have an amazing week. This is the, the kickstart to your week. So have an amazing week. Be unstoppable in everything you do. And we'll see you next week. Bye Take for care. now. Bye. Thanks, Dorothea. Thank you.